Real JP Multimedia, proud sponsor of the Nerdball Podcast. Here to help you with all things audio, video, graphics, photo, web design. From weddings to real estate, commercial business to private use, we offer a big variety of services for almost any budget. And if we can't do it, we will find someone who can. Find us at realjp.com. That's R-E-E-L-J-P.com. Real JP Multimedia. My name is David Yunker, and this is the Nerdball Podcast. The Nerdball Podcast with Lorenzo Melcher. Professional. Have you listened? You asked if I if you listened to episodes. Have you, did you listen to them? I didn't get the chance to. I didn't get oh. the chance to. I, right. Well, well, that, that was will. perfect. It was sounded it? like you 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 were on the podcast, and this is it right now. So sweet good job, sweet. <laughs> um, thanks for thanks for coming on the podcast. Um, but and I'll, I'll be super honest. I love. I love the relationship we have with each other because obviously we like each other. You know, we would you wouldn't be here if you didn't. But we give each other so much shit all the time, and it's it's maybe more than me than being a jerk than than you. But it's so much fun, and I I'm glad you're such a good sport about it. Yeah, that's kind of how you know I'm still a I'm still young, but I'm I'm a kid at heart too. Um, yeah. and like that's just kind of how I I go through life, I guess, is ha- having fun and joking with people. Yeah. And, and there's, for me, there's no point in being serious all the time. It's it's just not as fun. So yeah. having that relationship where we kind of mess around with each other and, and still be you know professional and get get the stuff done that we need to get done yeah. is makes it a lot more fun. For oh, sure. for sure, yeah. Because <laughs> it's always like I mean, when I was first of uh, became a varsity coach uh, four years ago, I came into a, a varsity group that was that had been set for a long time. And but they all knew me and I knew them, but it was just hard to like try to find my footing and, and where I belonged and what my role was and everything. So the first couple of years, it it was just like, well, I'm just gonna sit back and, and watch. And when they ask me questions, I'll try to answer them and everything. And when when Dirk came in, it's all brand new. So I'm like, oh, I can kind of like ch- change a little bit because now everyone's new, you right. know. And and well, you're new this year, um, but it's it uh, makes it it's really comfortable. You right. Know, eventually, I got comfortable with those guys too, but it was just me being like younger than all of them and trying to figure it out. Yeah, that was um, probably the toughest part for me coming in. Is um, you know, first practice, where where am I going? Um, and just getting comfortable with the routine, the the other coaches, the players, and um, but you know, once once you settle in that way, it doesn't take long to uh, to kind of get get yourself on your feet and, and get comfortable with it. And this coaching, the coaching staff have been great, uh, with me in terms of being welcoming and helping out with anything I need. Um, it was just kind of me finding my role and, and, um, where I fit in and and how I fit in basically. And, and I feel like I've got that down and it's been that way for since two days probably. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, so let's start. Where'd you, uh, where'd you grow up? Did you grow up around here? I grew up in Napoleon. Okay. Um, just up 24 basically. I uh, went to high school there. Then I ended up at BGSU. Um, did you in high in high school? Did you play sports? Did yeah, you play football. And- yeah, football and baseball were my sports. Uh, yeah. And it was funny. Every time somebody asked me what my favorite sport was, it was it depended on the season. Like I like baseball oh, sure, yeah. a, a ton, but football. There's just something about the the intensity and the the once a week the the crowd on top of you. It's yeah. it's a it's a for me it's a beautiful sport and such something that's had such a good impact on my life that yeah. I kind of want to 
continue in it and and continue to have fun with it, but also pass along that experience to to other people too. Yeah, that's I I I liked playing football in high school, um, just because I was the biggest kid. Um, I was probably my senior year. I was our best player, so it was fun to play. I didn't love it, you know. I my friends make fun of me and. Uh, coaches I'm sure are well I did not like the weight room you know so all, all these things I learned like man if I would have done x y and z like maybe stuff would have been different or maybe it would have been the same I don't know but but I definitely love coaching but yeah football football my favorite sport in high school was track like I love throwing shot um, but it, it, football was fun because uh, I like playing with, with my friends you know that was the fun part for me uh, the football part was cool too um like you said, Friday nights it was awesome. Uh, it also didn't. It also we were two and eight my senior year, so that that kind of plays a part in it too. Um, but I try to tell kids like, yeah, I liked it. It was fun, and I did it, you know. Um, but also, I if I would have done these things a little bit differently, maybe it would have been better for everybody, you know. So I try to try to like, like yeah, I did not. I'll tell people I did not like the weight room, but I wish I would have gone, you know. Yeah, that's kind of a a different like. We got the same thing out of it, but in a different way where my team, I was really lucky and blessed that we were all kind of bought in. We busted it in the weight room in the off season, and it was kind of like the, the team that graduated before us uh, going into my senior year was five and five, um, but had higher expectations. And so we kind of, at the end of that season, the seniors were like, well, we are going to do everything we can to make sure we live up to those expectations. Yeah. So the off season, we're all really close and, and uh, hit the weight room hard and stuff like that. Um, I wasn't blessed to be in the, the biggest or the, or the best by any means, but um, just being like the hard work you put in with your team kind of made us really close to where, and we kind of preach it as a coaching staff too. It's like you look to your left and your right and you, you trust and know that that guy's going to be doing his job. Yeah. And that's kind of why we were really successful. It was like, we didn't have any, we didn't have any D one football players on our team. We had one uh, guy that played D one basketball, but um, it was just a, a group of guys that, trusted each other a lot and, and trusted that everyone was going to go all out every play and, yeah. and do what they needed to do and so I was really lucky to be successful that way but it was kind of like looking back I'm like well I want to give back to I want to make sure that like the, like our guys now have that same experience where like they they put in the work and and, mm -hmm. and they get the fruits of their labor basically and, and have a, a good time and enjoy some life lessons playing football so yeah and, and I know you don't know what you don't know and back back in high school we did I was in the wing tee, and that's how we ran. And and now, like knowing spread, I go, man, this has been so much fun to play the spread <laughs> offense. You know, it'd been it'd been awesome. Definitely, definitely. <laughs> I was, uh, you know, I was in the same thing. We ran the ball probably eighty percent of the yeah. time through when we had to, and uh, the spread is a hundred percent different to me. <laughs> me being on the defensive side of the coaching staff, I couldn't tell you much about it. Um, I, I, I know the concepts and stuff like yeah. that, but. Uh, you know, when you're signaling over on the sidelines, I, I couldn't tell you what it, a single signal means. So uh, I stick to the defensive side, and my job is to try to help stop it now. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but it's, uh, yeah, it's a lot different. Um, it, it is a lot different brand of football. And, like, you know, we've played some high scoring games lately. That's completely different to me, yeah. to me too. And, uh, but I really enjoy it. It's yeah. a lot of fun, exciting stuff. Yeah, yeah. So you play, you, you, what position did you play in high school? Uh, quarterback and safety. Okay. Uh, being at a smaller school, two ways was oh, was the yeah. way to go. We probably had I don't know a total of fifteen starters. Most of them went both ways, and yeah. so uh, 
uh, it was some some long games, but it was a, a ton of fun. Yeah. A ton of fun. And like I said, I was a quarterback, but we threw it eighty or we ran it eighty percent of the time. So I was a a lot of times a professional hand, hand, offer. hand hander offer. Uh, occasionally throw a fade to the to the D one basketball player and see what happens. Um, but we were we were good at it. So I was uh, yeah. It was a it was a good time. How are you? What was your record your senior? year? So we were undefeated in the regular season. We were nine zero and one. We had a lightning delay. That went overnight down at um, Kettering Altar. Okay, they share the field with Kettering Fairmont, who I you I think the we Perrysburg played, people would be yeah. more familiar with. Um, so we and it was a two and a half hour dri- or two hour drive down there, and so at like two in the morning they called it, and we weren't going back down there yeah. Saturday. So uh, it ended up being called a tie, and I don't know how they finished out, but we ended up um, losing in the regional finals to Bellevue. Oh wow! Yeah. Okay. So it was a it was really successful season. I think. The, the most wins in Napoleon history, actually. So okay. it was pretty, like I said, it was a, just such a great experience that um, I, I like to give back as much as I can to the game because I had so much fun and learned so many life lessons of discipline yeah. and stuff like that. So Nice. Yeah. Uh, and you play baseball. What position do you play there? I, I, I love baseball. Uh, I didn't play in high school, but it's, it's one of my favorite sports. Definitely one to watch for me. Really? Because yeah. that's probably you run into like, how do you watch? Baseball? Oh, all the time. Yeah, I ended, I played uh, outfield. I'm a lefty, so if if I could play anywhere, I'd play second base. I think it's uh, you know, you're right next to first base. You don't have to make that long throw, but yeah. you get you get a lot of action and, and get to turn double plays and stuff like that. But I was uh, out in the outfield, and so I guess the thing I liked most was going and getting a ball in the gap and stuff like oh, that, sure, yeah. chasing it down. But I uh, I can watch baseball. It's not something I won't watch 162 games. Yeah. Uh, but it's definitely something I'll follow along with, and if if I I'm looking for something on TV, I'll, I'll definitely turn on some some Guardians games and stuff like that. I I love it and love it now more because Mateo's into it. Yeah, so he'll ask me about it, and and now it's football season, so he kind of shifts to like, hey, what's going on with football wise, you know? Yeah. Um, but it, it is one of those. Uh, I understand why people don't like it, and obviously they're trying to they're trying to fix that. Major League Baseball is trying to fix it with with pitch clocks and all that stuff to speed it up. But for me, it's like, hey, every pitch is something could happen. You know, you got to pay attention. And and it was never more evident from when I went to, in 2016, I went to the Game 2 ALCS with my dad. And it, the Guardians or Indians at the time won two to one. And like every, so every pitch is like, oh my gosh, what, <laughs> what's going to happen? But it was so awesome to like. To, to be there or I, I just love watching baseball because anything can happen all the time no I the playoff baseball atmosphere I don't I'm trying to think I don't think I've ever been to a game but yeah. seen it on TV and that's where like I wish maybe you could condense the baseball season but I do get why it's more of a drawn out thing because you know there's so many the, the worst team in baseball can beat the best team they could sweep them three games in yeah. a row and it's not really that much of a surprise really uh-huh. um so playing that longer season gives the good teams a chance to kind of um i guess show show themselves basically yeah. but the when you get to the playoffs like you're saying the alcs in a, in a two to one game where you know every out the crowd's going crazy and then yeah. you get two strikes on the on the last batter of the inning and everyone's <laughs> on their feet waving <laughs> towels it's just such i'm getting chills thinking about it because it's it's such a cool atmosphere that yeah. one day i'm definitely gonna have to be a part of i got to go up to cleveland for the uh uh, World Series. I, w- I didn't go in the game, but we hung out at a restaurant, and everyone's just glued to the TV. Yeah. Every pitch, it's if it's a strike, they're cheering. You know, base hit. It's like oh, um, and that those close two to one games are just uh, you, you can't beat that in baseball. There's also nothing like I, d- I didn't experience this very often because m- all my teams are from Texas. My dad, my dad, my parents grew up in Texas, but being around 
other people who are cheering for the same team you are. Like just like you said, like being there with everybody makes it awesome. I I went down to Texas one time and uh, I think it was, I don't even know if it was a uh, playoff game, but I, we were watching a Spurs game with a bunch of other my family members that like the Spurs and just like. I haven't felt that for a while, and just to be around all that, and like, oh man, all these, all twenty of these people are rooting for the same team I'm rooting for. You know, it makes it a lot more fun. Fun because I remember uh, in the '90s when when the Indians went to the World Series, we were at a bar in Toledo. It was me and my dad, and uh, or not, uh, yeah, me and my dad and his friend, and like watching them win the like win to go to the World Series, like just a bar full of people. Like it's it was unbelievable. Yeah, yeah, and I got to experience that. Same thing with uh, when the Cavs won the championship. Yeah, that yeah, was it was crazy. You know, people that have been, I, I'm younger, I'm 27, but people that are uh, probably my dad's age in their 60s that are that have been watching Cleveland sports for 50 years and haven't won a thing. Yeah. And I'm before that, I'm thinking like, man, am I gonna have to watch these teams? You know, sometimes they, they really suck they for a while. And <laughs> and uh, but I was really lucky and blessed to be able to to see that championship. Now I will say basketball is not my favorite. It's probably my least favorite out of the three major sports, but uh, still being, like you said, a part of something that everyone's kind of rooting for the same thing and really passionate about it is, is pretty cool. Oh, for sure. Uh, So after high school, you said you went to BG. Yeah. Um, What'd you go to school for? And and did you know like right away, like this is what I'm going to do? I don't think I did until um, my senior year. So I was kind of, I knew I wanted to stay in sports a little bit, but not sure like what, what part of it, mm-hmm. what aspect I would be in. Um, the uh, All-Star game that's played in Perrysburg. It's the, I think you got, yeah, the, yeah, the, the Northwest yeah, Ohio All-Star yeah. game. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you said it like, yeah, I know the name of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Looking at my shirt. Um, so I got to play in that, which was really fun. Uh, the problem is I hadn't been training like I was training for football because it's the summer after your senior yeah. year. And so it's almost a full year after your last football season. Um, I ended up breaking my collarbone. I got sacked and oh, no. taken down. Yeah, no, he didn't pile drive me, but he sure. drove me into the ground pretty good. I'm sure he was a big dude. Right? Yeah, big D tackle, <laughs> and and I wasn't as you know I'm, I'm about 160 at the time. And um, but the athletic training staff there took care of me really well. Um, got me to the hospital, and that was kind of where I wanted to. I found out like I'm, I'm kind of really interested in this injury stuff, and. Oh. Um, so I, I started majoring in athletic training, uh, was really fortunate to work with the BG football and the BG basketball team for a semester. Um, it was there. I, I enjoyed those experiences a ton and learned a lot. I just didn't, uh, there was something about it where I was like, I don't know if this is what I really want to do uh, for the rest of my life, really. Yeah. So I switched from athletic training to exercise science, um, and now I'm doing sports performance coaching here in uh, Perrysburg, which is a lot of fun. And I, it, same thing as uh, coaching football. It's like I want to give back to a lot of these athletes that, uh, you know, like I said, I wasn't the greatest athlete, and yeah. I wish growing up I might have had something that I do now. But in, that, in small town Napoleon, it was you just go lift as hard as you can for as long as you can, and then you go out and play football. There's yeah. no, you know, you're not training speed or anything like that. And so, uh, well, a lot has changed. It, exactly. Yeah. yeah. The field's definitely growing and I'm, I'm glad I'm in it. And it's, it challenges me because there's always something to learn. There's always still stuff changing in the, in the exercise world. So, um, it's been a lot of fun and something that I'll continue to grow in the rest of my life. Cause like I said, there's always, you know, I could learn everything and then there's going to be 50 people over here that say, well, you might do it that way, but this is how I do it. And this is the right way. And it's like, for me, I don't think there is a right way. Everybody's different. It's finding the right way for each person. And that might be different for one, uh, guy A and guy B, but, uh, 
yeah, it's it's a lot of fun, and I like the way it challenges me to learn and grow in the and with with how I operate, basically. Yeah, uh, I and uh, you don't have to like say any names, but I remember you were telling us about the when you were at BG, like working with the football team and basketball team. It was it was pretty intense, like the basketball. <laughs> yeah, that was. I didn't get to play college sports. I did play club baseball at BG, which was a lot of fun. Um, but it was more laid back, you know, our it was player coach and yeah. and stuff like that. So being in that intense environment of the college athletics of of practice, it was like eye opening to me. Where, um, you know, the <laughs> it's no, they're not holding back with with. You know they don't have to go see you in class the next day, so um, <laughs> it is uh, some some intense stuff in practice and, and the way they train and and everything is uh, it's a whole nother level. And yeah. so I try to you know um, working with our kids, I try to get that that next uh, I don't next step out. I, I try to get as much out of them as I can. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I know that that they have it it's just sometimes digging deep and finding like I've, I've got another gear in practice it's it's easy to go through the motions sometimes but you gotta you know dial it in and get as as much uh game-like reps as as you can so it was it was a, a really cool experience like i said that i learned a ton from that i'm really grateful for but it was uh very eye-opening in terms of uh the way they operate for yeah. sure do you ever feel did you ever feel bad for some of those athletes oh yeah oh yeah <laughs> And you can't do anything about it. No, I'm just sitting there with my hands behind my back watching. And like, and obviously there's not a big crowd there, but uh, he, he's got his teammates there standing and, yeah. and hearing it all too. It, you know, they were getting it too. It wasn't like any favoritism, like, you know, screw this guy. I'm going to just pick on him the whole practice. Yeah. It was, you know, you mess up and you're going to know and your teammates are going to know, but they're going to hold you accountable and you're going to hold yourself accountable too. So it was fun. And um, and I think that, the, the teams that I were with were, were very successful. So it, it obviously worked a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes, um, sometimes that can be a bad thing too. Like if you coach a certain way and it's, it's, and you, but you're doing well, they're like, okay, well I'm going to keep doing this. And after a while, like, okay, uh, coach, you probably, you probably shouldn't say those things. Well, I've been doing it for forever and we've been winning. Like, you know, it can still be bad. I think at, at some point, you know, or if you start losing, then the stuff, <laughs> then that looks really bad. You're like, ah, we can get rid of him. He's doing his, stuff or whatever yeah know? and i really i'm not a, i'm a browns fan uh, not, uh so I, we've got enough of our own problems but i worry about the lions with dan campbell like if he's he's so passionate and i love watching him but eventually they're gonna and you know if week six they're oh and six they're gonna be like why is why is coach crying uh you know why is he yelling at us and crying yeah. about how passionate he is and it, it's not working right yeah. and so yeah. um it when when it works and when you're winning it's great and so when you're losing it can be some tough tough times um, but you just got to be, for me, it's be yourself when you're yourself and you're not, um, putting on some face to, to the kids and, and cause they, they know that they're oh, not, they're sure. not dumb. They're yeah. smart. And so if you be yourself, uh, you know, whether you're 10 and 0 or 0 and 10, I think you'll get a little bit more buy-in from, from the athletes. They, they, they want to be coached up, but they don't want the, you know, it's, that's it. They just want to be coached up yeah. and they want to be successful. They want to have a, a, a good season, um, and career. So it's, uh, Everyone has their own style, and and it, for like for a guy like Dan Campbell, that it, that is him being himself. Um, but I don't know. I hope it, I hope it works out for him. I really do because I, I think he's a good dude and probably a good coach. But uh, it's just like I see things like that. I'm like, man, some it, some guys probably love it, but there's probably a couple guys on the team that are yeah. like, man, why is he doing this again? <laughs> um, oh, the hundred percent. Yeah. yeah, and yeah. so uh, I hope they're successful because I think if he is successful, it, he'll be a genius. Um, yeah. I, I think if they go. Own sixteen or, or 
have two wins at 0-17 or have two wins, something like that, um, you might get some some questions from some of the guys, especially more in the NFL because they're they're making their money and, and yeah. all they want is is to win. So yeah. um, those those extremes are really hard to um, to like keep your job. Or I feel like because again, if you're doing well, good. But if you're not, then it makes it real easy to get rid of you. If as if opposed to like if you're just in the middle and you're you're just uh, in the middle emotionally, uh, then they're like, well, we got to fire this guy, and you kind of got to look at the football then more, yeah, than, than just like than this guy crying or whatever he's doing, yelling right. or stuff, you know. Right, exactly. It kind of gives you it gives him another reason, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Don't Fred, give him any any reasons, right? <laughs> Freddie Kitchens was another example. He. He was kind of known for his, uh, not I wouldn't say catchphrases, but he was kind of a player's coach and would like to joke around with him. But it's like, hey, uh, we're still losing. <laughs> and uh, it doesn't seem like there's too much like ur- urgency here. Yeah, it's like, yeah, yeah I, I get it. So, yeah, there's there's a ton of different styles. <laughs> and being a Browns fan, I've seen a lot of them not work, that's for sure. Have you ever, in your coaching, um, have you ever yelled at, a, like, yelled at a kid and then afterward you're like, ah. Like, not like, like you should have done it. But then, like, you still went and, like, you realize why I did this. You know, I'm sorry I did this or whatever. And... Yeah, yeah. I'm kind of uh, a thinker uh, in terms of, like, okay, he messed up. Why did he mess up? And so I find myself ready to scream a lot, like, first thing right away. Yeah. Um, but by the time maybe the, the player gets to me, I'm a lot more calm. And I can say, hey, if you would have done this, it w- you would have done the right thing, you know, yeah, instead yeah. of um, the the one thing that I get really worked up about is, is effort. Like I, if, if you're going to mess up and you're, and you're just going to stand there and watch it happen, it's like, you know, get off the field. Yeah. But in terms of, I don't think, I can't think of one specific moment where I've gotten that far. Um, knock on wood, it probably will happen someday. But I, I like to think that I'm pretty uh, uh, rational, even when I'm upset, which is a nice quality to have, I guess. Oh, but sometimes sure. on a football field, it, I, I wish it was more like, I, you know, I get that time between the the mistake happening or or something like that, and, and by the time I see the player, it's like sometimes I I need to yell at him when I'm yeah. already a little bit more calm. So, um, yeah, I'm still you know still learning as a coach, and and uh, I think we we all are. Obviously, the game of football has evolved so much in the in the last ten twenty years, but um, yeah, uh, I'm sure I'll get there eventually. But like you said, I'll be able to you know go to him after and be like, hey, obviously this. That's not how I would have liked to approach it, but the the point still stands. Right? Yeah, I, I I've done most of that. Like if I have yelled, and it just happened yesterday at a game, at the JV game, and it's it amplified more because you could hear everything. Yeah. So I it was a uh, one of our players got a personal foul, and he and I and I I turned to our line coach. I go get him out of there right now. And he came off, and he was. Well, this guy was doing this. This guy was doing that, and I just wasn't having it. I go, I, and I yell, it's like, and I grabbed his shoulder, his like shoulder pads, and I was like, I was like, and I don't even remember what I said. I know I said like they always get the second guy because that's you know what people say, but I grabbed him and I was yelling right in his face, and he and he, and he said yes sir, yes sir, you know I understand. So then after after a few series, I went back to him and and I made sure like because sometimes that stuff happens, and everyone notices obviously because I was pretty loud, but then like the apology can happen like by themselves and I don't want that either. So I, I made sure he he was by other teammates just so other people could hear me say like, Hey, I apologize for yelling at you. Um, but I need you to understand like why this happened and, and why you shouldn't do that. And he could have got kicked out of the game, you know, all this stuff. And he understood. I said, you're going back in. I just, I need you to realize a couple things like, Hey, I'm sorry for like yelling like that, but understand like the issue here, you know, and then he was fine with it. 
you know, I would hope anyway, you know, he, he seemed okay with it. Is that, at least that's what he told me. So. <laughs> yeah, that is my number one um, pet peeve in, in football is personal fouls yeah. because it can be, you know, if you're in a 7-7 game and driving, it's a drive killer on offense and it could cost you seven points on defense. And um, so if there's ever a time where I'm going to yell at, too much of somebody it's probably yeah. going to be a situation like that but i think you handled it the right way or in front of his teammates it's like hey i didn't need to be that way but you also didn't need to do what you did on the field and yeah. it, it it's nice it's a learning experience for them and it's probably something he'll remember for a while next time he's thinking about shoving the kid back or, or <laughs> chirping back at him when yeah. when the guy's talking to him um because it's uh it's something that just can't happen and to me the good disciplined teams don't don't do it yeah and so um it, and that's what wins you, like I was saying earlier, in a close game, that's what wins you ball games. you know, the fewer penalties, the fewer turnovers, taking care of the ball. It, for me, and that's kind of how I grew up in football, it was the little details of, of stuff like that, yeah. especially, like I said, we're a running team, so, uh, you know, a five-yard run is a, is a good play for us, and you're not going to drive, you get us in first and 20 or second and 25 and drives over because yeah. we're not making up 25 yards, we're trying to get 10, and we, it might take four plays to do it. Um, and so it's just such a, a costly thing, and it comes down to discipline. For me, I think it also kind of um, it, encompasses your whole team discipline, uh, whether, you know, it might be a personal foul there, but it's also stepping step the right way when you're making a block or, um, you know, halfback picking up the right gap on a, on a pass block or the receiver running the right route or knowing, you know, you know, jumping off sides, um, stuff like that. It just comes down to doing the little things right. And I think that, like I said, the good and the great teams, the the uh, state playoff teams, they do those things right all the time, whether they're playing a 10-0 team or an 0-10 team. So. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's such a – personal fouls can be such a, a selfish thing because you're not thinking – if you were thinking about your team, you wouldn't do it. And I get it. In the moment, it's you're heated in the moment. You're not thinking rationally. That's why you do something stupid. You know, so that's, I think that's part of it too, like – Oh, I'm going to be a man. They're doing this to me. I'm going to do something back to them. And I and every coach who's ever coached football always says they get, they always get the second guy. You know, it's it's easy to see that. Yep. So you know, yeah. hopefully it's fixed. And I think I think he's fine. You know, I don't think he uh, lost any sleep over me right. yelling at him. So. Yep. Yep. And the, the the best way for me, I always tell uh, one of one of the corners that I have. He he likes to. Well, he like especially if he's on the other sideline, that sideline with you and the wide receiver oh, yeah. right next to him, and like they're, they're talking the whole time, and <laughs> it's so easy to turn back to him and want to say something. I'm like, let's just win, and then you can say, hey, good game, but sorry, we beat you, yeah, and yeah. you know, thanks for talking, but you should have played a little harder, St- stuff like that. <laughs> but um, and that's how I that's how I like to get back at him is just yeah. whoop him. So yeah. oh uh, sure. So yeah. That, and uh, but yeah, I, like you said, the heat of the moment, it's it's tough. It's tough. It takes some self-discipline and some you're thinking about your teammates a little bit, but yeah. <laughs> um, this is your first year on the varsity. Um, before that, you were a seventh grade coach. How, and uh, how long have you coached? So I coached at Napoleon in 2018 and 2019. I was lucky that the coach I played for, uh, Coach Strock, was still there. And okay. He uh, invited me on staff, and it was such a, a cool thing to experience that side of, of him because obviously as a, pl- as a player, you don't see everything that goes on behind the scenes with the coaching and everything, but it was cool to see, you know, the work that he put in and, and the stuff that I didn't see as a player and, and also, you know, get to work alongside of him and some great coaches there. Um, but when I got here, uh, I coached last year in seventh grade. It was my first year coaching here, so that would have been 2021. Okay. Um, 
And then this year I'm up on varsity. But seventh grade was a great experience. I still see a lot of the kids that I had. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got a big win over Anthony Wayne, which was fun to watch. And uh, I had a really good experience down there in seventh grade. That's where I started. I started as a, a seventh grade. Well, that was my first paid position. But I started as a seventh grade coach uh, running defense. And um, it's – I always say every, every age, because I've coached everything from these high school kids down to – five-year-olds you know flag football and every everyone to me um you can coach the same way but you just have to change how you how you're saying your message because obviously if you're, if you're talking to an 18 year old or first a five-year-old it's different but the, i think the the uh what you're telling them is the same but it's how you tell them and um seventh graders of everyone I coach, I feel like junior high is it's very difficult. It's very difficult to get a point across or to get them to understand what you're doing. And I did junior high track too, so it's the same. Um, but I, I was able to I was able to to figure it out. But it took a little bit to like, okay, how am I, how am I, what am I doing here? Because that age group is like, oh, we can like uh, not necessarily like talk back, but I I have my own voice as opposed to a five year old who doesn't and is just listening to any any person there for the most part is listening to any adult they're talking to and an eight-year-old uh should know better that still happens but every i feel like every junior high kid is like well i'm my own person i'm gonna do what i want to do yeah <laughs> that was the hardest part for me i think going in like day one I'm like oh i got all these good drills i'm gonna do we're gonna be the best corners in the, in the <laughs> league and then i you know we get through day one i'm like we're gonna have to teach them how to backpedal and and yeah. and not most of them were great and i had some really good athletes and even the uh maybe not so athletic ones were still great listeners, great kids, and, and work their butt off uh, to get better. And I really appreciated that. But it was um, a learning experience for me, too. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm thinking, we're going to disguise coverages. We're going to get into, you know, cover two, cover three. I'm like, let's just get lined up where we're supposed to get lined up, and we'll go from there. And uh, But we were very successful. Coach Marshall did a great job, too, and uh, I had a lot of fun with it, for sure. Oh, you were on the – so you were there when they had two teams. Yeah, right. We had sixty-five kids, I think. Yeah, and it only got bigger, right? The I grade, think they got like seventy, 70 now, something like that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. That's a lot of kids to manage. It was um, the the team sessions were tough. We even did two two team groups going at the same time versus defense, and we still had that's forty-four kids. So there's still twenty kids on the <laughs> sideline thinking, and it was you know ten of them are screaming, "Coach, can I go in? Coach, yeah, can I go in?" I'm like, yeah. hey, we're in the middle of a play that I'm trying to watch and. <laughs> Just hang on a second. Yeah. Uh, so it was, it was some patience testing uh, for sure, but also uh, very enjoyable in terms of, I guess, fulfillment and getting to teach the, the kids the game of football and, and how to do it the right way and stuff like that. So, yeah. Yeah, Man, that's, yeah it's, I think um, on Saturdays when I have the JV team out there, I'm like, well, we've got a you know, pretty big sideline here. Compared to most JV teams, there isn't a lot of you know extra players just waiting to do that. But imagine just having all those kids, you're like, uh, like the seagulls in that cartoon movie, like when they go mine, mine, like hey, can I come in? Can I go in? Can I go in? You know, it's just like guys, yeah, <laughs> relax here. There were some times where I had to raise my voice and just be like, hey, everyone, you know, be quiet for a second. I'll, I'll let me line up so I can get you in. Um, but it was, yeah, it was. Of course, I coached wide receivers and and DBs, and <laughs> at that age, most. everybody wants to be a wide receiver. Everybody yeah. wants to be a DB. So yep. I had, I probably. Thirty kids, I would say half the team is probably yeah. a skill player, and yeah. um, so it was fun. I got to know um, all of them pretty well, and and uh, it was uh, you know fun. It was there. It's a little more uh, lighthearted, where you can mess with them during practice a little bit more, and but also it's a lot more teaching too. Instead of 
you know, we've taught you, you know, varsity. It's like, hey, we've taught you this. Do it right. Quit, you know, yeah. quit doing yeah. it that way and stuff like that. So uh, it was a ton of fun. Yeah. A ton of fun. <laughs> a lot of, like you said, a lot of watching over, making sure, hey, making sure nobody's climbing the fence in the back and, <laughs> and stuff like that. But yeah. Yeah. That, yeah. That's another thing. Like just doing junior high track, just make sure everybody's accounted for. Yeah. <laughs> that's part of it. Like, okay, is everybody here, everybody where they're supposed to be, uh, how you throw might be secondary today. Exactly. Like I'm just trying to round all these kids up. Because, I mean, junior high, we're, I just, I probably said it a lot on here, but whenever we would go to an away meet, like, people hated when we would go places because we brought three buses full of junior high track kids, and meets took forever because right. we just, we have so many kids. We have, you know, 10 heats of the 100 because we, and the last five are all Perrysburg. It's just, so it's it's insane. Uh, but I also like track because, like, football, this kid's like, hey, can I get in? Like, everyone knows they're going to do something. So that's that makes it a little easier. But when I have fifteen throwers and the other school has four, like it's it's like all right. Well, I guess we could probably just have our meet by, by ourselves, right? Yeah, yeah. You could have a, a home meet against your against yourself and yeah. then take the same time as a normal track meet, yes. probably. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was uh, you know, varsity's all all uh, football all the time, but we'd be running the team in practice, and somebody be like, "Coach, he threw the ball over the fence, and there's a soccer game going over at the Jacket Dome." I'm like. <laughs> Well, whoever threw it needs to go get it because I don't. I know I don't have time to yeah, go get it. And, yeah. Uh, but yeah, it was it's funny stuff like that. And, you know, just keeping the kids in line, but also trying to coach up. Yeah. Uh, everybody at the same time, so a lot of fun. Yeah, lot sure. Of fun. Uh, so, do you remember something? Because because now you do um, um, personal training and, and fitness at Fitness for All. Yeah. Um, do you remember a specific thing that said? I don't want to be an athletic trainer. I want to do this. As well, I guess what the specific thing is, I don't want to be athletic, ath- an athletic trainer. Yeah, it was um I do pretty vividly remember being at uh it was like after football practice, people taking care of their ankles and, and knees, their little bumps and bruises and um we got done with the time we were supposed to leave. I don't remember what time it was. It was 6 or 7 at night probably. And the one of the head athletic head or assistant athletic trainer said, "I'm going to be here a couple more hours doing some paperwork, so uh, I'll see you guys tomorrow." I'm yeah. like well, it's like seven o'clock. If she's gonna be here a couple more hours, that's like ten o'clock. And yeah. she started at six this morning. Actually, probably earlier, probably five or six. And I'm like, um, not that my schedule is much lighter right now, but uh, just knowing that I had to do that yeah. was, was uh, kind of a wake up call. Like, I enjoyed it. Uh, I would have loved it, uh, but I, I kind of the the injury side is different because it's a lot of people that are struggling. Uh, the sports performance side is a lot more successful in terms of oh, you got faster today okay, or you got stronger okay. today. Yeah. And uh, so in terms of, you know, between the hours and the, um, man, these guys are hurt and yeah. they're missing what they've worked so hard to do. Uh, it was kind of just not my thing. I'm a, I'm a positive guy and like like the success. And um, I kind of joke with myself. I, I'm just like almost too positive minded where I don't <laughs> see like, hey, this is a problem. Um <laughs> So did, did you find did you do you remember something where that was evident like oh I don't I shouldn't have been positive about that I just catch myself being like oh that's okay when it's really not uh, you know what I mean like the meme where the guy's sitting in the house house is on fire is like this is okay yeah that's me that's me <laughs> way too many times and so I've got to especially in coaching it's like no that's not okay yeah uh, I think that's probably the biggest jump from uh, Napoleon to Perrysburg in terms of coaching where I, maybe I was a little bit more patient at Napoleon and was okay with telling the kids the same thing over and over again, even if they weren't getting it right. And now it's like, no, you get it right or, or we're going to find somebody that, that does. You yeah, know what I mean? And yeah. it's not in a, in a bad way. It's like we need it done to win games. So yeah. 
So when when you were thinking about being a trainer, did you want to do it in college or or just wherever? Um, I do love the team setting, but there's something about being like one on one and helping athletes individually with their success. And the the team, I guess I am a, a team guy. Like, there's nothing I like more than being a part of a successful team. Yeah. Um, and so it's not out of the picture, but the, again, it's long hours and not a lot, not a lot of uh, reward for it. So. Um, I, I really enjoy where I'm at now and, and the high school level is a lot of fun because you get, you know, I'm not working with LeBron James or anything like that, but it's, uh, it's people that are really willing to get better and work really hard at it. So it's, uh, and it kind of rem- reminds me of me being in high school. I didn't play college sports, so I was never in that intense college weight room setting or anything like that. Yeah. Um, you know, we got after it in high school, but the college weight room is definitely different and, uh, but I like the the one on one where I'm not you know I'm not in your face yelling it, when it's just me and you. Hey, do this? No, it's like hey, we can sit down and talk about it, and 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 I can trust that you're gonna do your best to get it right and stuff like that. Yeah. So I I really enjoy where I'm at now. Uh, people do always ask me if if I've ever thought about the college setting, and um, not anytime soon. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah. Uh, <coughs> what uh, what age groups do you? do you uh train it's a wide ranging so in the summers a lot of times we'll have like groups of uh what we call like athletic development so it's uh elementary from like third to sixth grade okay. uh which is a lot of fun but um it's like the the set like the difference between varsity and seventh grade is the difference between you know junior high and and, and that age too it's a lot of hey i want to go climb on this and do yeah. that and so that's not uh, and I work well with kids and I, I do enjoy, you know, seeing them, you know, maybe it's as simple as catching a ball is, is something that they do for the first time or, or get, I see them progress with it and stuff yeah. like that. So that's enjoying for me. I work with, uh, mostly high school age athletes, um, uh, in terms of, you know, track baseball, I've had a couple football guys. Um, and then all the way up, I've worked with some college hockey guys and some college lacrosse guys. And then I've trained a couple, uh, minor league baseball players too, which oh, okay. is that obviously I, I think like I, Obviously, that's the most exciting in terms of the the training aspect of it. But I enjoy like seeing the the junior high or the high school athlete get better just as much as there's definitely a lot more on the on the line for the the minor league guys. There's some money involved oh, in sure. terms of you yeah. know they want to get to where they want to go. But uh, um, I I can't. People always ask me what's your favorite. I can't. There's different aspects of of every every age level that it, that I enjoy, yeah. and there's none that I'm like oh, I don't want to. I don't want to do that. I'll I'll train anybody, and uh, I feel lucky enough. This is like a humble brag, but I'm smart enough and know enough to be able to train a, a professional guy and a, maybe a third grader learning how to run or learning how to catch stuff like that. Yeah. So that, that's when you learn how to run because that's I mean doing flag football for kindergartners. It's like, all right, guys, <laughs> you you don't know how to run, right? So here's what we're gonna do. Yeah, we're gonna start at this basic thing you know i always see little you know viral videos of little kids playing flag football and i think i can't remember exactly what one i'm thinking of but i think the kids just kind of stay in there and watching watching everybody run around him and he's like what's going on <laughs> well you're supposed to grab his flag yeah, yeah so yeah it's it's fun stuff like that you know teaching them the basics and stuff like that did you ever uh get uh, a client that and you start working with them and you're like i can't i can't you know train you yeah um I wouldn't say I've never said like, "Hey, sorry, I'm not doing this." But there's been definitely a few where I'm like, "Hey, you, like you don't want to be here," and that makes it oh okay okay it, like whether it's they thought they were ready to start, uh, it, 
like start personal training and it's a tough journey. It takes some discipline in terms of what you're eating and, and how hard you're working. And, uh, it can be lonely at times. It can be, uh, very difficult when, when maybe the rest of your family or your friends are going out to eat and eating all the, you know, when your goal is to lose weight and, and you see everybody eating these greasy foods, when you go out yeah. to dinner with your friends it's, and it's like, well, I can have, like, I'm not, I'll never say you can't have that, but it's like, okay, well, if you do that Monday, Tuesday, what, you know, if, yeah. you, if you're doing that every day, it's like, you know, you're not, you're not wasting your time, but it's like, hey, we, we either need to dial it down or maybe let's wait till you're ready to really put away two to three months and, and just be as disciplined as possible in all, in all aspects of it. And so it's um, clients that, that when they don't want to work hard or they don't necessarily want to be there, it's more pulling teeth. It's I don't enjoy that as much as maybe the person that is uh, trying to set a PR and track and is yeah. is willing to do whatever it takes for it. If that makes sense. Well, if they're not willing to invest, like wh- why why are you going to spend time more time than than you should? You know, I that has happened. The same thing at at my work is we have people who want to do well at their jobs so they can go to a higher job. Or just want to do well at their job and don't necessarily want to improve, or not necessarily improve, but want to move up. They want to improve, but just stay where they're at. And those people that just like don't even want to be there, but still want to get a higher job. Well, how am I? Why am I going to invest time and money into you as a company if you don't even want to do what you're doing right now? You know? That's exactly it. That is exactly it. And it's like, oh, I'm working hard on, on uh, you know whether it's checking in with you or, um, you know, writing up your program that takes probably a lot longer than a lot of people expect it to. Um, or, um, even putting in the work in, in the gym, it's like, you know, when I'm forcing you to do this, it's, it's not as enjoyable and it's not something that I want to, like you said, invest a lot of time into. So, um, I've been very lucky that I, I don't have, in fact, there's nobody off the top of my head where I'm like, yeah, I remember this one. Yeah, um, it's yeah. it's I've been really lucky to not really have to deal a ton with that, but it does definitely stick out when it does happen. Have you turned people around where it was that like like a month or maybe not even a couple of weeks, and you realize like okay, they're not they're yes, they're kind of here working. They were here working out kind of, but they're also eating like garbage. And like if you had like a heart to heart to them, and they're like a couple weeks later, you can see this total change. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Um, I'll always say that the the only or the best motivator is self motivation. So you know, even if I do sit down and have that heart to heart with them, maybe I'm a little stern, like, "Hey, we need to, we have to do this, or yeah. or we're both wasting our time." Um, it it can work for you know a short amount of time. Every once in a while, you get that where it, it sticks with them and they're it it becomes self motivating for yeah. them when they realize the and I think the best motivator in my field is seeing the success too, mm-hmm. and it's that's the probably the hardest part for me is knowing that when they get done with their first workout they'll feel good for the day but they won't see any changes or results for um, what can be a, a month or two months and it's like do you trust me to to put you through this work and it, it's not easy I'm not yeah. I'm not ever gonna say it's easy to put you through this hard work knowing that you feel like you're going to be running in circles for what could be up to, I don't know, two, two months sometimes. Um, it's, it's, I'm not, I'll never downplay the, the hard work aspect of what the people are putting in, but, um, it's, it, uh, it can be challenging for, for them. And, uh, I just kind of have to reiterate, like, keep doing what you're doing. You're, you're doing all the right things. Uh, and then it's really fun when they do start to see the results. Like for example, when somebody gets stronger or somebody loses the 10 pounds that they've been trying to lose, um, just their happiness and seeing all their hard work come to fruition is, is kind of what I really enjoy about yeah. the, about the job for sure. And I would imagine, uh, you get some kids too, the, who parent, who, 
who their parents made them do it, and you get right away, you're like, oh, okay, I know why you're here. Yeah, yeah. That, <laughs> How, like, what do you do with that? I it it's tough. I you know I've had to sit down and be like, um, you know, you have to work harder, or we're just kind of we are spinning our wheels. You know, I yeah. I I can put you through the the best workout I know. Uh, but if you're only going to go 50% with it, you're not going to really get anything out of it. Um, and that's kind of what I preach to most of my people is like, hey, you go 100% and you're going to get what you want. Like I've seen that happen so many times. That I can 100% say that if you put all your effort into this for two months, in two months you're going to be stronger, faster, or if your goal is to lose weight, you're going to lose that 10 pounds that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of just reiterating that message to them is is my best way of motivating. But there are times where, uh, you know, they'll – They'll come in and just get the workout done and, and want to leave. And um, it's more of a struggle for me. I'll, I'll still put in the same amount of effort, but I get done and it's not as enjoyable. You know? have, you, have you ever had to talk to parents? Because um, because I, I would like as a coach, that's happened before. Like, was well, dad made him sign up, or maybe, yeah. sometimes the kid even says like, "Yeah, my parents make me do this." You know, and I like to know that information, especially when when I was coaching young, like the junior high. Let me know that so I'm not, like, if you don't want to be out here, you just want to wear a uniform or whatever your parents want you. Let me know so I'm not just, like, yelling at you to do all these things. You know, that, that kind of helps, uh, especially when there's a bunch of other kids that want to be out here. Yeah. But, like, have you ever had to have conversations? I don't think with a parent. I don't, I don't not that I can recall. Okay. Uh, I've been doing it for uh, probably four years. I started three and a half, three and a half years. Okay. Um, so it hasn't happened yet. Uh, I'm sure it's not, uh, it's definitely not out of the picture Uh normally I've been good enough with the kids where they either realize what I'm saying or if they don't, it's like, all right, well, and I, I just haven't had to go as far as reaching out to the parent and, and being like, hey, it's not going to work or hey, your son needs to work harder. Yeah. I usually try to deal with it in-house and, and um, if the kid doesn't want to, eventually, you know, they're they're not going to come anymore, yeah. which stinks to, to lose somebody. Um, but, you know, it's, you know, that does open the door for somebody that, maybe is just willing to give it all they got. So um, there, I know there's probably have been some of my coworkers that, that have had to do that in, in their career. Um, and like I said, I'm sure it'll happen to me eventually. Uh, just so far it hasn't. Do you ever feel, because to me it's such a, obviously it's called personal training, but it's a personal thing because it's you and another person. When someone decides, uh, maybe more of an adult than a kid, because I think a kid is, is they can be they're flighty and they'll one like one thing one day and not the other day but as an adult that you're training and they just said i just i don't want to do this do you ever feel like you did something to like not get them to keep going it is so tough to like especially if somebody isn't getting the results they're they're looking for it's so i i do take it very personally um and it's like you know I probably still, you know, I don't know nightmares or anything, but I look back and be like, man, six months ago, is there something I could have done different? And yeah. that is, like I said, the cool thing earlier is like, I'm always learning too. It's like, maybe there are things that I could have done different in that situation and everyone's different in, in how you are connecting with them. I think the, the biggest thing is they have to, to trust you and, and you have to trust them um, because I, I get them for a half hour or an hour in the gym, but they have 23 hours outside of that, <laughs> yeah. that they have to be on top of it. Yeah. Um, and even with athletes, I'm like... You know, I've got some homework for you. Do some do some push ups outside of here. You know, um, I got to trust that they're doing that work. And yeah, there's been definitely some times where I look back and I'm like, was that was that my fault? Yeah. Um, ultimately, I think that uh, I, I give people the tools that that they need to be successful in in their goals. So I don't take it uh, too personally, but definitely plenty that I look back and I'm like, should I have done this or could I have done that? Um, 
but if you if you're always looking back like that uh i i think it's it's helpful in terms of wanting to learn more but if you're looking back and saying what 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 if i could have done this and, and you're always changing things up and it's like well then then you're just kind of experimenting and you know i know what works um and it's like i said a little bit different for everybody but yeah. there is a, a blueprint eat, sure. eat good work out yeah. and, and you know it, it comes down to the to the basics a lot of times um where uh so yeah i i don't I don't take it too personally, but there, there's definitely been some clients where I'm like, I, I wish I could have done more. Yeah, great. Now, now you're gonna go home and watch, yeah, watch gonna... the Browns game. You're like, oh, I got, I need eight beers. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Cheryl from last year? <laughs> I'm throwing stuff around my living room. <laughs> Browns throw a pick six, and I, Cheryl. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't affect me like that. But in the gym, I'm like, oh man, you know, if somebody like. You know, they sign up for for ten sessions, and after their ten sessions, they're like, "I just don't think this is working. I'm not yeah. getting where I'm like, man, could I have could I have helped more? What if I sat them down after session three? And it's not a, yeah. it's not like what could I have done differently? Is could I maybe have motivated them or uh, or checked in on them more, made sure that they were staying? But a lot of times, it does come down to the decision of I'm going to do this. And so, um, yeah, it's a a fine line of could I have done more or did were they not motivated? Were they not sticking to it enough? Yeah, and yeah. so, yeah. Yeah. I, I always feel like, um, I always say like if I ever won a lottery, like the first thing, one of the first things I do is get a personal trainer. Cause I, I know like I need to lose weight and I need to work out like all this stuff. I know that, that part of it, but I'm not disciplined enough to do it on my own. I need someone to like call me like, what'd you have for breakfast? Yeah. You know, I like, I need someone to know like, okay, well I can't stop at McDonald's and get a, get a hamburger because I know, I know David's going to call me in an hour and want to know what I ate for lunch. You know, that's exactly it. A lot of it is accountability. And, yeah. you know, um, I've had a couple of clients come in that are, are, uh, they know what they're doing, uh, whether workout wise or, or how they should be eating, but they need somebody to, uh, that they have to come back to and say, yeah, I, I did it or I, I didn't do it. Yeah. And so, um, and those are the fun clients too. Uh, I, you know, there's different aspects of fun in, in each client, but the ones that are like, hey, I know I messed up. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. and they're usually very good about, you know, if they, you know, had an extra cheat meal that week or something like that, they're like, but I, I got right back on track and I'm more than okay with that. Like, yeah. if, if it's going to be something that you're really serious about and want to stick with long term, it's got to be something that you enjoy, right? If, mm-hmm. if you don't like chicken and rice every day, then if I tell you to eat chicken and rice every day, you're not going to do it for six months, yeah. right? So, um, See, and that's another thing for me. Like, I could eat the same thing all the time, you know. Or I, I like uh, they have those pre-made salads. Like Aldi sells these pre-made salads for a couple bucks. They have everything in it. Uh, I usually just add chicken to them or whatever, and they're really good, you know. But <laughs> I just, I just can't like stay on what I want, what I should stay on, you know. And part of it is schedule, like with kids. There was this thing I saw online. If you're if you're uh, parents to athletes, you either eat dinner at four thirty or nine thirty. You yep. know, like because there's just so much stuff going on. And that was just an excuse, and I'm sure you hear all kinds of excuses. But like having that person, like I said, having that person to be like, uh, "How'd you do today?" You know, like it it makes it a lot like just having someone like you know all day someone's on your shoulder like watching you do things or not do things you know yeah yeah and it's you said it's an excuse but it's such a valid one like if you are you know taking a kid for, to practice at 4 30 another one has practice at 5 30 uh where what are you going to eat right yeah. and you don't have time to go home and cook because by the time the food's cooked you got to go pick them up yeah and you haven't eaten yet and so for me the, I, the biggest thing there is like staying uh 
like a Sunday meal prep is, is the best yeah, way to do it where yeah. you know that if you have on Tuesday, you're going to be out and about for five, sometimes probably five hours straight or not being able to get home and eat some, some good food yeah. um, for a long period of time. It's like, well, I've, I can pack this and, and I'm good to go. Yeah. So um, that's the biggest thing that I kind of preach is like staying prepared because as soon as you don't have anything to eat, the, the quickest, the, the easiest thing is going to be what you grab. Yeah. And a lot of times that's fast food or, or something like that. So it's such a hard um, a, a hard process and a hard thing to do. And so I, I do commend everyone that, that goes through that. And like you said, it's just so... It is so hard when you're you're running around all the time, and and uh, I personally am, am pretty busy right now and during football season. So I look at my clients. I'm like, I don't know how you do it right now. Like <laughs> I looked in the back of your car last week. Yeah, I, I talked to you. I'm like, what's going on here, David? Yeah, it's, not that I have any room to talk, but it was so funny to me to see all those rappers and stuff. Be like, hey, I'm between two houses right now. I'm doing this, doing that. It's like, all right, man, I get it. I get it. It's yeah, just funny. And it comes down to I'm not. I didn't prepare on Sunday to, yeah. for what I was doing this week, and and I'm paid the price for it. I told you I was gonna feel like crap the next day yeah, after yeah. eating the crappy foods, and and I. And the sad thing is, I know what I'm doing. I, I know better. <laughs> Um, I think most people do, right? But I think and it was it was uh, it was so funny to me because my first thought was like, "What would your client say?" To right, me? right. But like you said, you know, like no, I understand what I'm doing, and this is horrible, and I know what the effects are going to be. But I'm sure at some point you kind of balance with maybe you're like, "Well, I'm going to be here at the gym for an extra thirty uh, uh, for an extra thirty minutes or whatever," you know, to because you know all that stuff. But it was I just thought it was such a funny thing. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it is hilarious. I always use the, the terms "do do as I say, not yeah. as I do." <laughs> so yeah, I got to get back on track a little bit, but it's also like it comes down to your goals too. Like if yeah, you, yeah right now I'm not trying to lose weight, or and I know that it's like get me through football season, yes, and yes. and I'll be I can kind of turn it back on and get yeah. a little bit more disciplined with what I'm eating and how I'm working out and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and that's I have clients, long term clients that I've been training for years, and they go through the the same thing. And when in your busy season, it's like do the best you can. And right now, like me personally, if, if I was if I had set some goals and and wanted to stay like maintain a, a certain weight during football season or anything like that, then then I would be a little bit more prepared. Just right now, I'm kind of uh, flying by the seat of my pants sure, a little yeah, bit, and yeah. uh, so I'm looking forward to definitely getting back into it and uh, buckling down a little bit sure. for sure. <laughs> All right, David. Well, thanks for coming out here. Uh, like I said, it's um, I. It's very hard to, as an adult, to like make friends with other adults. But when you're f- thrust into a situation, you know, it, it makes it a little easier. So, you know, I appreciate our friendship, and I appreciate you coming out here. And like I said at the beginning, like it's it makes practice more enjoyable when we can just rib each other a little bit, or, or you know, and knowing which is all in good fun. But it's it's having those relationships when you're when you know everyone's trying to accomplish the same goal. Right. Yep. So, so I like again. I appreciate you coming out here, and 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 I'm glad you're on our varsity staff because I think you add a lot to it. So, well, I appreciate that a lot, and uh, I had a lot of fun being here. I feel like we've been here probably for almost an hour, and yeah. I could have done it for another three oh. hours. We could sit oh, and talk sure. as as long as we needed. But yeah. yeah, a varsity season can it's it's a grind. It's you know, all in all, it's probably a good six months of of working and and uh, doing the best you can every single day, and so. Uh, having that good fun during it is makes it enjoyable and makes the not. I don't want to say time go faster because I enjoy every every minute yeah. we're out there. But it, it definitely uh, it helps with the uh, with the grind aspect of yeah. it for sure. Yeah. But yeah, thanks again for having me on. I had a blast and I yeah. uh, can't wait for people to listen. Sounds good. Thanks everybody for checking out this episode of the Nerdball Podcast. Please rate, review, and subscribe wherever you're hearing this on any of the podcasters on YouTube. 
hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. We're kind of coming at you two times a week now, audio and video. Check us out on all the social medias. Just search the Nerdball Podcast on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're out there. Uh, Gmail is thenerdballpodcast at gmail.com. If you want to shoot us an email, we'd be happy to get back to you. Thanks to Real JP Multimedia, Cuttlefish Graphics, Perrysburg Junior High STEM Lab, and Big Daddy Graphics for helping out the podcast. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.